Welcome to 30 Days of Marketing Mavens. 30 days, 30 experts, 30 marketing niches. Brought to you by Profit Master Business Solutions. More leads, more sales, and more revenue for your small or medium-sized business. Click findnewrevenue.com to learn more. Now here's your host, Howard Walpoff. Welcome back to 30 Days of Marketing Mavens. I'm Howard Walpuff. Again, thank you so much for joining us. Again, it's brought to you by Profit Master Business Solutions. Today, we are very, very excited because content and information and then having a resource for small businesses to, to gain as much information about what is happening is very important and knowing where the right places to go is even more important. So today, we're very fortunate. We have Anita Campbell. She's the, the founder, CEO, and publisher of Small Business Trends. You know them more as smallbizbiztrends.com and their associated online publication communities and newsletters. She's widely regarded as an authoritative voice on small business issues. She publishes several successful online media properties that reach more than 6 million small business owners annually. And she is an unbelievable resource. She appears on countless top lists, three Forbes lists of women in social media, the, the 25 most influential women tweeting about entrepreneurship, the 20 best branded women on Twitter, and 30 women entrepreneurs to follow on Twitter. She's also, the list just keeps going, it's amazing. One of HubSpot's 100 most powerful women on Twitter. So Anita, thank you so, so much for joining us today. Well, thank you very much for having me, Howard. I'm really delighted to be here. And uh, that was like an amazing intro. I hope I can live up to it. Well, I, I know you can, because the things that you do and provide to people are, uh, are really of that high level the the amount of content on small biz trends on a on a daily basis is is astounding and you really are a a resource for uh information and trending and and guidance for obviously it's six million small businesses on a on an annual basis so so tell me how you started on that path well i got into publishing accidentally actually uh by background, I am a corporate lawyer, or I was for years, and I left the corporate world. I started helping some entrepreneur friends with business plans and, and things like that, because I spent some time doing uh, mergers and acquisition work. And before I knew it, I thought, you know, I'm really consulting, so why don't I put up a consulting website and start a newsletter? I did that. Someone said, you know, it's easy to publish articles for your newsletter on a blog. Why don't you go over to Blogger and set up a blog? So this is way back in 2003. Yep. I did that. Fast forward to today, and here we are. I ended up being in the publishing business. And as I like to say, the blog ate the business. It became the business. And that's how I got into publishing. And that's outstanding. It's amazing that the the, the – this is the, the paths that people have taken to get where they are are not, they didn't climb over mountains to do it. It was all the small pieces of, uh, that, that are very easy for people to duplicate in some ways. And uh, it's amazing to see what you've gained and accomplished over the course of the time in doing that. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I like to tell people, put one foot in front of the other, and before you know it, you're, you're getting somewhere. What I, what I find interlinking between all the interviews is it comes down to Nike got it right the first time is just do it. Once you put mm -hmm. your mind to it and just get started and just make sure that, that you're continuing on a, on a path. Mm -hmm. So 
how did you develop the, the again, smallbiztrends.com is very different than just the blog that you started on, on Blogger all those years back. How did you get it developed to the level that it's at with such amazing writing and, and all these different resources? So it was a labor of love at first. And, um, you know, being a lawyer, I, you know, one of the things I could do was work with words. You know, I've never been that great with math and, and science, but I could sure put words together. And I thought, okay, I'll just, I'll just uh, leverage my strength, right? That's what everyone should do, whatever it is. Instead of me trying to be, you know, uh, someone who, you know, uh, was a fantastic programmer, why don't I focus instead on the words? And so I just did that. And I went out there and I started publishing. And so in the first week, my site had one reader and that was me. Okay, <laughs> that was it. And then gradually, uh, you know, as I put articles out there and I would link to them in the newsletter and I had a very small list at first. I only had 250 contacts. And I started a, an email newsletter with those. So it was a very small number. But bit by bit, you make connections, you connect with people online. And really, perseverance is the key thing. You have to keep doing it because even if you feel like you're talking to the wind, that there's nobody out there, eventually they do come. And if you're consistent and regular, they will come back. And that's really what I did. So it was very slow in the early years. And that is a, a good mantra for people who are just starting out on blogging in general. It's you, you have to be consistent. You have to keep writing and getting a message out there and linking to the right places. Because eventually, if you, if you are consistent, you will get that following. It may be different types of following, and hopefully it's a following that you are, you're targeting towards. But uh, it's, you can't just write one and then come back a month later and, and, and hope that uh, the next one is going to be the big one. Exactly right. I mean, that's a great point, Howard, because you, you really do have to stick with it. You need quantity at first. You know, quantity matters a lot at first. It gives you more to share on social media. It gives people more to read when they come to your site. They can visit different pages. Uh, it gives them more to bookmark. It gives them more to share. And of course, today, we know that social media is where it's at. And I would say the same concept applies. What, Maybe your goal is not to start a publication like mine became. You know, maybe you just want to develop your, um, your thought leadership reputation. And that's a great goal. Same principle applies, though. You have to stick with it. You have to keep doing it. Um, you have to dedicate yourself to it. Learn whatever area it is that you want to be known for. Um, keep your skills sharp. Uh, talk about it, write about it. You know, if you're on social media, you should be sharing everything you find on that one topic so that you be seen as the central place of knowledge for whatever that topic is. You pick it, <laughs> pick the topic, be the person, the authority, the expert, and behave that way. And really, you know, over time, it'll grow. And a lot of it is very simple as just taking your calendar and picking out one hour a day, and that that's, that's the time. It's blocked off, and, and you can write, you can read, you read and write and post, but if you don't put it down on a calendar, you're gonna keep pushing it off as, as different tasks come down. Uh, great point, you gotta make time, you know, and that's a, that's a perfect phrase, put it on a calendar, get it on a calendar, 
because, uh, you know, you'll forget, you know, in the press of things, we have other things that are important in our lives, in our businesses. And, and so, you know, we'll, before you know it, two weeks will go by and you'll think, oh, I forgot to do that, you know. But if you have it on your calendar, you just make time, you do it, <laughs> and you move on. Exactly. So with all the trending that you're following and all the different uh, information you're providing, what would you say at the, at the moment is the biggest challenges that small businesses are having in general? Well, I think uh, getting help is always a challenge uh, for small businesses. And uh, whether you hire employees or whether you hire gig workers, you know, freelancers to assist you with projects, I think uh, finding a good, good talent is, in one sense, it can be easy, but in, in another sense, it's much more complicated today. I mean, if you just look at sites like Upwork, Freelancer.com, Fiverr.com, I mean, the number of uh, workers out there. It's just amazing. And that's wonderful. That's great. You have a lot to choose from. <laughs> that's also a problem. How do you choose? Mm -hmm. Who has the time to look at them all? <laughs> so I think that that continues to be a challenge. Um, and of course, you know, the economy is doing great. So I think if you're looking to hire employees, it, it can be challenging because of tightening labor markets, depending on the industry and the area that you're in. And it's, it's also, again, there's one thing to go with those sites. It's amazing. I just did something on Fiverr and I remember being on Fiverr five years ago and it was a lot easier to, to, to select people five years ago because there was so many less to choose from. But even when it comes to, to resumes and then having them, the, the way they come in and on a, a, there's certain sites that you're getting the right candidates all the time and certain candidates, you get sites you're getting everybody who thinks they might be the, in their heart that might be the right candidate and just having the time to sift through them and find the right ones becomes time consuming. Very much so. And, uh, you know, um, online reviews and evaluations, they're good, um, but, you know, they don't always tell the full story, you know, and everybody says that I can do this, I can do that. I would much prefer when I look at talent is to find someone who's very narrow. They define what they do very narrowly because then you know that, that's really what they focus on. If I look at somebody's um, profile or their resume and it looks like they do everything, I think to myself, they can't possibly do everything well. <laughs> so I'd much rather see this really narrow focus. This is what I'm good at, a couple things. And I can do these things really, really well. And then I'm like, yes. It's an excellent point. And it's very helpful to, to keep that in mind, to streamline that, uh, that that, re that research and search process in the process. Um, so let me ask you the question I'm asking everyone. What, what is the number one strategy that's really working well for you and the clients and the companies that you are you know, working with and, and informing to achieve their marketing goals? Well, I think, uh, you know, really mastering the online world is working, I think, the best. So even if you're a local small business, for example, you really need an online presence, but it doesn't have to be hard. Now, you know, Google, for example, has made it, I think, much easier for local small businesses to have a presence and you don't need to have a lengthy website. You know, if you're a plumber, if you're uh, in a roofing business or air conditioning, HVAC or whatever it is, you're out with your customers all the time. You're not there able to 
you know, be online and writing blog articles or whatever it is. I mean, you don't have time for that. Uh, you're going to steal a little bit of that time in the evenings and weekends, or, you know, if you're, you know, big enough and lucky enough, you've got somebody working for you who can do a little of that. But you don't really need to develop like a whole big uh, publication or anything like that. You just need to have a Google My Business profile. You need to understand that. Keep it up to date. Fill it with information, but that could be really simple. That could be a couple of sentences of an update. It could be photographs of jobs you've done really well. That's really powerful in there. And so I think that if you pay attention to how your business appears online, make sure you take advantage and claim that Google My Business profile. Make sure you know, you're listed on maps and so on. Pick up your phone and see how your business looks. Uh, you know, Google your business yourself and see what comes up. See if it looks the way you want it to look. Um, try to invest a little bit of time in that. That'll pay off in spades. I think that's really, really important. And if you're not a local business, you can get something equivalent by, you know, for you, if you're a consultant, for example, I do think it really makes a lot of sense to have a website and to perhaps have a blog with articles about your area of expertise. People want to be able to see that you know what you're talking about. Uh, and I think that is important for them. So, you know, really paying attention to that online world and then figuring out how do I get that to convert to the offline world if I'm a, if I'm a real brick and mortar type of business. Or if you're an online business, you know, there's a whole set of strategies around that. And, you know, that's really, uh, I think, the name of the game today. It's just uh, watching from the perspective of who your potential customer is is always very important. And I don't think enough companies take a good look to see how do they look from the outside. And it's, it's just making sure those listings are correct, making sure the website is just at the very least looks nice. I mean, if it's information is important and there's different ways to make a website more interactive and more of a, sometimes it's just supposed to be a, a digital brochure, but making sure that that presence is right. And it always kills me when I see the websites made in, in 2014 that, that uh, companies are still operating on because that does make a, a, an impression on people and they'll click to the next website, especially if they're on the phone and cannot use the, the functionality of a website that was uh, built at that time. Yeah, absolutely. And so keeping on up to date is really important. Yeah, really look at yourself online. I, I think that that's, everybody checks you out online, even if they're going to come to visit you. If nothing else, to look for your hours. Are you open? You know, directions, whatever it is. Um, and, and really put you, like you say, I think put yourself in their shoes. What are they looking for? You know, what are the key things? Is that easy to find about you? If if they really just are mainly looking for directions and hours, is that easy to find? You have that on there. Is it accurate? Um, you know, a lot of good stuff. I think um, also small businesses that are savvy have figured out like how in their brick and mortar store to get their customers to, um, you know, they encourage them to leave reviews, for example, on Google, Yelp, and, and other places. And, and that really pays off. I think uh, my dentist, for example, has like a little, in the waiting area, has like a little uh, plastic uh, thing with 
um, you know, please leave a Google review. Here's how you do it. They even have like a, like a little sheet. Come and ask the front desk. We'll show you how to do it kind of thing. And I thought, oh, that's great. Every little bit helps. And if you're able to help people help you in, along the way, that's, it, it makes it uh, a whole lot easier for the, your end result. And getting those reviews uh, are, uh, sometimes those reviews are more important than the money that you're getting from the, uh, the customers because people are going to make big judgments. You have 47 five-star reviews and the next person has four. You're going to get the clicks that the other, the other company isn't going to get. And absolutely. That's it absolutely right. And 47 also de-risks you from, you know, if you only have four reviews and one of them is bad because that one person had a bad experience, even if it wasn't your fault, but they had a bad experience. Now suddenly that really hurts you. You know, one, a one-star review, you can have four or five stars, but it brings your average down. Whereas if you've got 47, even if one person has a bad experience, which would be unfortunate, it's not going to taint everybody else. They're going to still see that the majority had a good experience. Exactly. And it's very, words to live by. You have to make sure that uh, you're watching where those reviews are going and the count and, and encourage as many as possible. And that will broaden your, your horizons in the future. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much, Anita. I really appreciated everything that you uh, provided for us today, but also really provided to small businesses in general. The, the smallbiztrends.com is an unbelievable site that business owners and, and those that work for them should be checking out on a daily basis. I, I definitely uh, suggest that if it's not one of your, uh, your, your uh, bookmarked sites, you definitely should add it to there. Well, thank you. And my team and I, uh, we just love to interact with people and, and please visit us. And uh, I, I know I do, and I hope everyone else will, uh, will continue to or definitely starts. And thank you again, everyone, so much for joining us today. Another marketing maven for our 30-day uh, process here. And uh, we look forward to sharing some more information with you. So uh, have a great day. Thank you, Howard. Thank you, everyone.